by P4P Muscle Productions and Entertainment, the number one drug-free athlete sponsorship foundation in the world. Now, I want you to grab a friend, turn the volume up a bit, lean in, and listen to the show where all the athletes want to talk. Fit Talk with Melinda Corsino. Hello, and thank you for turn, tuning into Fit Talk with Melinda Corsino. And as always, the show is brought to you by P4P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship in the world. If you're interested in learning more about the drug-free lifestyle, you can check them out at www.p4pmuscle.com. And my code is M-E-L-I-N-D-A for 15% off any of the products you see there on their website. So getting into tonight. They have two guests back that have previously been on the show, one of my first few shows that I ever did, um, and we are going to talk about holiday eating and how to enjoy yourself without the weight gain and really the craziness that goes on in your mind. So I have Michael Wilkie and John Yopes back with me again, but for those that don't know who they are, I'm going to have them introduce themselves again. So Michael, why don't you start us off? Yes, ma'am. Uh, my name is Michael Wilkie. I'm the owner of the Diet Doc and Nashville as well as Team K National Contest Prep. Uh, I've been in business for nearly 20 years, working with hundreds of clients uh, over that time, uh, helping them to, you know, achieve their goals, uh, both just in terms of, you know, developing new healthier habits that they can sustain for a lifetime as well as uh, complete physique transformations, getting them on uh, the competition stage in the best uh, shape of their life. And uh, thanks, thank you for having me on the show. Thank you for coming back, and uh, Michael was my prep coach when I was doing shows, and I'm sure when I get back into it at some point, I will be definitely going to Michael again. Um, So now, John, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, First, thanks for having me back on. I really appreciate it. Uh, My name is John Yops, and I'm the owner of Lean Physique Personal Training. Um, It's a private personal training studio in central Connecticut. I'm also the owner and head coach of Team Lean uh, Physique Bodybuilding and Physique Competition Mm -hmm. Team. Uh, We have clients all over the country and in Canada, uh, participate in six different federations. I've been a trainer over 25 years, and I've been also doing contest prep coaching at the same time. So that's more than half my life. I've dedicated my life to helping people uh, get in better shape, both mentally and physically. And uh, I'm, I'm really glad that you're having me on tonight. Well, thank you for coming back. I think our first show that we did went really, really well. I got some awesome feedback on it. And who better to have back talking about this topic, the dreaded topic of holiday eating. So uh, first thing I want to touch on is a trap that a lot of us fall into. I will admit I've fallen into it myself a while ago. Um, Having a cheat meal, you know, one bad meal in a day, Christmas dinner with your family, uh, something at Hanukkah, whatever – whatever you celebrate, um, and then going, oh, geez, you know, that I feel like crap. That was, that was so bad. I shouldn't have done that. And then you then go ahead and spiral downward and turn it into an entire week of bad eating because you just fell off the wagon. Um, why don't, Michael, you can start us off. Any, any tips to not fall off the wagon when you're just enjoying yourself for a day? Well, the key, I think, when I'm working with my clients is I want them to plan ahead. You know, first and foremost, planning a prep is everything. I mean, if you go into anything like that, it doesn't even have to be a holiday. It could be a typical Saturday night, 
and you do so mindlessly, you're going to find yourself in big trouble. And it's easy to come up with all the justifications in the world, you know, after you had that, you know, meal that it's not even so much what you had, but it's probably more effective how much you had. So you just kind of get down this, you know, down on yourself and you start making the, well, I'll start back up on Monday or I'll start back up after the new year. So going in with a plan and, and establishing, you know, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm committed to doing. And then also when, you know, you, you, you do uh, give in a little bit more than you wanted to give yourself some grace and realize that, you know what, it was just that it was just one meal. It's not the end of the world. I didn't undo all the, you know, work that I put in, you know, it's, it's not even a setback. It's just, you know, it's, it's one meal. It's time to move on to the next and uh, you know, just, just, just stay positive about the whole thing. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to agree obviously with everything that he said um, and a few other points to add to that. When, when I, when I have a client that does that, I just tell them that, listen, you're human and one bad meal or one bad day is not going to make you quote unquote fat. Just like following your nutrition and your exercise for one day is not going to make you quote unquote ripped or lean or skinny or whatever it is that you want. So you kind of have to put that in, in the, in the context of, you know, it's more than if it's more than even if it's a week, one week is not going to make a huge difference. So I think people need to get out of their own heads a little bit and just realize that it's, it's, it's okay to let yourself be human. And I think the big, the biggest thing that people do is they, they, they do, they do a meal or a day and then they feel guilty and they go to the gym and they do a ton of cardio and and then they're, they go in the opposite direction and they like start start eating less food or they cut their carbs out like we were talking about before the show started. And I think that's a huge mistake people make is they go from one extreme to the next. If you have a bad day or a bad meal, then just get up the next day and go back to doing what you're what you should be doing or what you want to be doing and just let it go. Take a deep breath. I'll admit that I've I have done that in the past where I will have a bad day um, and then the next day I'll, I'll be at the gym or I'll try to cut, you know, I don't know, four or 500 calories off my daily intake, you know, to try to quote, undo the damage that I just did the day before, as you said. So, um, I feel like that's a, a normal reaction and I'm sure people listening in, as a bunch of you have probably done it yourselves. So, um, you know, what, talking from a nutritionist standpoint, which I am not, what is your body going through, you know, when you have a bad day and then the next day you go ahead and drastically cut your calories and do a bunch of cardio, physically what is that doing to your body? Well, what happens is, you know, the first thing to understand is is the science behind what's really going on. So, you know, you're going to have, you know, a large meal, you know, just a month ago when we had Thanksgiving, I'm sure every, you know, American who stepped on a scale, you know, the, the scale was up at least two, three, four pounds. And the thing to remember, this is, this is of critical importance, is that it's not fat. It's not possible to be fat. It, it's actually just glycogen. It's simply glycogen and, that, and water retention as a result of the extra carbs that you ate above and beyond what you would normally. And what's going to happen is, is you're going to use that as fuel in the most epic and legendary leg workout you've ever had in your life the following <laughs> day. You know, you're going to feel like you can lift a Buick. And, you know, it, that, that's a good thing. 
And you'll find that if you stay on track, like John was talking about, just the next day, get up, get back after, doing the things that you know you're supposed to be doing. Two, three, four days at the most later, you should find that the weight has come back down to where you want it to be, and then you have the rest of the week to continue to lose. But if you start to cut way back on your carbohydrates, you start to do all this cardio, you're going to simply throw everything out of whack. And the one thing that I tell my clients, and I, I have a couple of clients who, who uh, have fallen prey to this in the past until I've explained this to them. And then when I brought this to their attention, they give me a look like, oh, yeah. What, what I tell them to do is, okay, can we agree that what you ate yesterday and your total day was above and beyond what you should have? And they'll all agree. And I'll say, well, if you followed what you're supposed to today, wouldn't that be less? Wouldn't that be a come down from what you did yesterday? So you're actually taking in less carbs. You're not going to have to worry about it. Plus, you're going to be working out. And they, they kind of see that, that light bulb go off in their head. And they say, oh, yeah, that makes sense. If you just completely, you know, cut all carbs out, you throw everything out of whack because then a couple days later or however long it is, you're going back to where you should have been. And you're just all over the place. And, 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 and just it, nothing good is going to come from that. It's, plus what it's going to do to you mentally when you're stepping on the scale and you're seeing it going every which way. Also, people need to realize that, um, it, it takes a 3,500 calorie overage. So 3,500 calories equals one pound of body fat. So you would need to exactly. eat a lot of food in a short period of time to, quote, unquote, put on a pound of body fat. So Without doing anything. Ate, right. Even if you ate 3,500 calories above your, your normal, in, what would be above your normal intake for one day, by the time that food gets processed by your metabolism and you train, a lot of those excess calories that you consumed would be burned off the next day just via regular metabolic processes and if you went and did your normal workout and got back on your normal nutrition. So I think that's the most important thing that people need to remember is don't get caught in the guilt trap. You, you have a bad day or you have a bad meal and you feel guilty and you beat yourself up for it because you feel like a failure, you can't follow your plan. And then you get up the next day and you feel sorry for yourself, so you have another cookie. And then that makes you feel even worse. And then two or three days goes by where you're, quote, unquote, not following your plan, and you just start going, it becomes a downward spiral. So in, I guess I'm going to keep coming back to this point. You have to remember that one day or even two days or a few days is not going to, it's not going to ruin what you're trying to accomplish. But I'm going to add on what John's saying, and what he's, and what he's talking about there is the cognitive distortion that I work on with my clients, and that's that all-or-nothing approach. If I can't right. be perfect, then right. screw it all to heck. You know, and you can't and that do goes, that. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's ever everybody. going to be perfect with this. You know, you and have think, to, again, give yourself some grace and realize that you don't, you're never going to be perfect with this, so don't try. You know, work for consistency, not for perfection. And that goes for everybody. You know, that goes for people that are trying to lose weight. That goes for people that are trying to maybe gain weight, people trying to gain muscle, whatever it is, is the overall factor is everything that you do is cumulative. So every workout, every meal, every cardio session, whatever, it's, it's going to add up over time to get you to your goal. So that comes back to the one meal, one day, two days, three days, is not going to have a, a, a huge effect on you in the big picture because everything is, is cumulative. And I think people just, like I said, they get inside their head too much and they overthink everything. And I think that sometimes, like, 
Michael had mentioned in the beginning about um, having a plan going into going into a holiday. And I had a client recently, and she asked me about that. And knowing this person, I had been working with her a few years. I said, you know what? Knowing you, if you make a plan and you don't stick to it, you're going to end up two or three days from now with a cookie hangover. Because putting too much pressure on herself. Yeah. She's the type of person where she she's a very competitive person, even competitive in her own head. So if she sets up a plan for herself and then doesn't stick to it or gets distracted a little bit, she ends up overbeating herself up. So that, again, comes down to the type of trainer that you're working with. And, and I know Michael and I are exactly alike in that way. Is, um, we really get to know our clients mm. and uh, get to know them, you know, what, what makes them tick mentally. And if you have a trainer like that who understands each one of their clients, they can apply what they feel is going to be best for that individual client. So if anyone's, you know, working with a trainer out there or looking for a trainer, you know, just remember that that person works for you and it's almost, you know, you have to interview them like it's a job interview. Make sure you, um, you your personality matches up or you, or you, you feed off their energy because um, I, know, I know, you know, somebody that's been doing this a long time and Michael's been doing this a long time, um, the, the more people you work with, the more you learn. So experience, there's a lot to be said for experience, especially in this industry, because the more people you work with, the more you learn, because you have such a broad, um, I'm sure I'm sure Michael works with a, a broad spectrum of clients, and I know I do the same, and, and I learn something from every single client that someday will be applicable to somebody else that I'm going to work with. So the one thing that everyone has in common is they overthink things, and especially when it comes to, you know, eating or having like I don't do cheat days with my clients just because I think that that implies that you're doing something you're not supposed to and that a lot of times can set off the whole mental game of beating yourself up so I just tell my just tell my my clients if you want to have something that's not on your plan go ahead and eat it and then just deduct the calories from what you're eating that day um I mean it's it's not a if it fits your macros or whatever they're calling it now. It's just simply using common sense. And that's one of the ways that I try to get people to not overthink things. Yeah, and awesome information from both of you. And kind of going off of that, and I'll, I'll make this a personal note, and I'm sure some people can relate and some people can't. But for me, I eat, I eat healthy 95% of the time. And that's like an all-day, every-day weekend. I, I hardly have something that's not very healthy, and if I do, it might be on like a Saturday night going out. So what happens with me at holidays, and I don't even crave It's not like, oh, my God, I want pizza so bad, but I'm not going to eat it because I have to be healthy. I just don't really want it. And I feel like crap physically, not mentally, after I eat it. So, you know what, I, I – I just don't. And then what happens when I hit like a Thanksgiving or a Christmas for me is I have all this food in front of me and I just want to eat it all five meals. Like I, I want to have, I end up almost like binging to the point where I'm so stuffed. I feel like I'm going to throw up just because I want to have it all because I know that I'm not going to eat it again, probably for another couple of months. So I end up almost like in a binge eating situation. So um, 
And what's funny is I'll track it because I can't stop tracking my food. I cannot stop tracking my macros and my caloric intake. I've been doing it since I was 16. So I track what I'm eating, even though I'm almost binge eating. So I don't know if you guys have had any any clients that have dealt with something like that, because I know I have a few friends that, that are like that as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, going into a holiday like that, I always actually tease with my clients that, you know, Thanksgiving is one of those days that I may or may not be on a point as much as I should be. I will neither confirm nor deny, but it's all about keeping, it's all about keeping things in perspective as well. And, you know, it, when you go into a day like where we got the, you know, we have holiday parties coming up now, you know, there's a couple different approaches you can take. And I, you know, I agree with John in terms of how I work with one client is not going to be how I work with the next, because again, we are all unique. We're all individuals, you know, different backgrounds, um, you know, so on and so forth. So for some clients, the approach of the, the screw it approach, if you will, I'm just going to eat whatever I want and mitigate the next day. You know what? That may work. It's not one that I that I necessarily you know advise my clients to take. More from a, just a habit development standpoint, the one that I like to focus on though, so that you don't find yourself in the habit of uh, 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 well, even habit, but just a binging on a day like that, is where you establish boundaries for yourself, you know, and say, you know what, I don't eat stuffing every day of the week. I don't even have it, you know, every month. You know, I, I don't have cranberries or whatever it might be now during the holidays. You say, okay, I want to have a little bit of that. So I'm going to establish a, a boundaries for myself and say, okay, basically, you know, I'm going, to, I'm going to have a little bit of everything. I'm going to stick within the parameters of the size of my plate. I'm going to keep that plate, you know, normal size, not these oversized, you know, dishes that, that are available to us now. Um, and, and, and that's what it's going to be. And I'm going, to, I'm going to eat my food slowly. You know, I want, to, I want to enjoy the food. I want to taste it. It's not a contest to see how much I can shovel down in the shortest amount of time. And, and just kind of be in the moment, you know, you know, enjoy the experience, you know, be with the people you're with, you know, and, and, and just enjoy it for what it is and, and have fun with it, you know, and, and, and get as much out of it as you can without all this pressure in the back of your mind saying, you know, I should be sitting in the corner sucking on a protein shake and chewing on broccoli, you know, that, that's not based in reality, you know. And so by allowing yourself, you know, that, that flexibility, you, you set yourself up, you know, to, to again, you know, be successful um, and enjoy the process and, and, and not feel deprived, not feel, you know, restricted, not feel, and on the, on the other side, not feel as though what you're doing is harming your overall progress. So that's kind of where that planning comes into play. And this, when I'm talking about planning too, I'm talking about for my clients who are really, you know, in some serious weight loss mode and, for me, what the, my primary focus with any, any general population client, meaning somebody who's not going to be competing on stage, isn't even so much hitting their macros. That's important. We always get to that, and that you know, really is ultimately what's going to allow them to be successful. But first and foremost, it's the habits. What healthy, realistic habits for Melinda, for John, for Mike? You know, what can we do that will allow us to achieve our goals? How we, can we enjoy this holiday and be able to sustain those same habits and everything for the rest of our lives after we've achieved our goals. If I've done that with my clients, then I've done that, then I've done my job. Uh, just kind of bouncing off something Mike said about pressure. I think a lot of the pressure 
is self-imposed by people. Absolutely, absolutely. And that gets that gets back to the whole overthinking thing. Um, one of the things I tell my clients, you know, if they ask, I'm going to a party tonight, or you know, I'm going to my family's. What should I do? If you're going to go to a party and you really want to try to stay on your plan, then I always tell people have a meal before you go, and drink and drink a lot of water. And if you're self-conscious about not drinking alcohol, get a diet coke and put a stirrer in it. No one's gonna no one's gonna know the difference. Um, I mean, I've gone to plenty of parties and I'm not I don't drink alcohol, and I've gone to plenty of parties and you know people you know bust your stones if you're not drinking. I don't, I don't know why that's become socially acceptable, but it has. I'm sure you guys have experienced that at certain times in your life, being that you're, you know, into competitive sports and you try to eat, eat well. Um, but I think, you know, pe- people get inside their own heads, and the whole binging cycle is, and I touched on it earlier, you have one bad day, and then you're like, all right, that's it, I'm going to do good the next day, and then you get up and you start feeling start feeling a little guilt from the day before and then, oh, well, I'll just have one cookie. It'll make me feel better. And then all of a sudden you ate the whole box and then you feel more guilty and then you go to the next day and then you, and it just keeps happening and you, you go down into this hole. And a lot of that is self-imposed. And we talked about this at the beginning. You have a bad day, you want to get back on your plan and just get up the next day and just pick up where you left off the day before things went awry. And don't, overthink everything just get up and do what you what you want to do according to what your goal is and don't worry about if you ate too much the day before if you drank too much the day before because you know we've said said this multiple times it's just one day and in the whole scope of things it's it's not really a big deal so you know take a deep breath and just let it go and go back on to what you're trying to accomplish. And that, that's what I would hey, that's what I would have to say about that. Yeah, and uh, before we end up wrapping up here, uh, what about someone who, let's say, they're, they're going to go to a, a holiday party at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, so their plan is, well, all right, I'm probably going to consume, I don't know, 2,000 calories because I'm going to have three slices of pie plus a dinner. Um, I'm not going to eat breakfast or lunch. I'm not going to eat all day, and I'm just going to eat my calories at that meal, and that's going to be my day's worth of calories. What is are both of your advice on on someone that's going in with that mindset? Well, I would say what I'm going to do. I would have to say, go ahead, John. I would have to say to. I, I mean, I've had this discussion with numerous people in, in the last month, and I will tell them you should still eat. Like, don't not eat up until the time you go because that's going to feed into the binging and borderline causing eating issues later on. You know, stick to your eating schedule and you can, you know, reduce your caloric intake a little bit during the day leading up to that. But that's one of the ways you can plan ahead of time. Like Michael said, have a plan. If you know you're going to do that, You still should eat, but just eat smaller portions than you normally would and realize that either way, you're probably still going to go over your quote-unquote normal caloric intake anyway. And again, it's just one day. And we have to get out of this cycle about worrying about just one day and realize that 
you know, life is too short and these are the holidays and it's okay to have a little fun and let your hair down. I mean, I don't have a lot of hair, so I can't let it down, but you know what I'm, you know what I'm getting at. So, you know, people just, just take a deep breath and, and, you know, Michael said plan ahead and, and that's good. And, but I definitely wouldn't suggest skipping all your meals. Um, up up to that point, but that's just that's just my opinion, and you know I don't know what I don't know. Michael, what do you think about that? Well, what I have my clients do is I'll get specific with them, and it really depends on where the client's at and their and their progress, you know, process. You know, if I have somebody who's in maintenance mode, we're going to be really focused on our visual cues. But if I have somebody who's going into serious weight loss mode, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at daily food logs. I'm gonna work with them on helping them to dissect those logs and, and make some room for those relaxed meals. I want to, you know, the, the worst thing that you can do is not eat, you know, cause you're saving, right. you know, macros or calories going into that meal because you are just, because just for no other reason than you're hungry, you know, and then you get right. caught up in the, you know, in the excitement and everything. And you're going to be, you know, before you know you it, you're falling into more. a cookie coma, you know? So I'm going to have a client who will start off with usually a normal breakfast and I'm not going to have them change really anything with that. But then if their next meal, you know, just throwing out examples might be, you know, an apple, a couple cheese sticks, and a handful of almonds, you know, we might take out the apple, stick with the cheese stick and the almonds. You know, if at lunch they're having animal protein with rice and vegetables, we'll take those carbs out because usually I think we can all agree it's going to be the carbs that are usually abused, you know, at uh, parties and such. And so all we're really doing here is robbing Peter to pay Paul. You know, you're still going to eat, you know, or if you're normally eating six times a day, you know, even on a Saturday in August where, you know, you have a, you know, you're, you usually have a relaxed meal with your significant other. You're going out with your friends, you know, you, you may only eat four meals that day because that, that relaxed meal is going to be, you know, more food than you're normally consuming. But the goal is to still stay relatively close to what your targets are for the day. So I'm going to try to get specific with those clients who are really into it, but you know, just by making some adjustments in uh, terms of how much you're eating at any one meal and, and more often than not focusing in on the carbs themselves, you're going to set yourself up for, uh, you know, a pretty successful uh, night or afternoon or whatever it might be when, whenever the party's going on of, of not, you know, completely, you know, you know, going overboard. Now, I don't, I don't know um, from you know, what Melinda's experiences are with this, but I found that if you skip all your meals, in, you know, into mid-afternoon and then you get to this party, there's a good chance you're going to end up eating more than you would have if you had just eaten a few times before you went. No question. Like if you sat down at the very least before you go. Right, something, because you're you're going to be so ravenously hungry that once that first carb or first, you know, piece of cake or pie hits your your lips, it's off to the races because you're not going to, you're not going to be able to stop because you're going to be so hungry. So part of eating your normal plan ahead of time or having a meal before you go, that will kind of help, you know, control your hunger a little bit, which will enable you to at least physically not be as hungry as you would be as if you skipped all your food. So, and that's more like, that's a phys- more of a physiological aspect of it than a psychological aspect of it. And that's not just for the holidays either. That could be like a normal relaxed meal on the weekend. Right. That's everything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I don't tend to not eat before I go to things, but I know some people that would have that mindset. Um, I definitely cut what I would normally eat down. Right. Um, If I know I'm going to, like, you know, go off on a pecan pie later, 
but I, <laughs> but I will not eat because I, I would be starving. And, and one last thing that sounds really stupid if you know it, but for those that don't think about it, alcohol, before mm. I started competing, because, again, I've been tracking my food, more caloric intake since I was in high school. And for the longest time, alcohol or fruit juice or, or any type of liquid that's not water, it well, there's other things that don't have calories in it, but we won't go there. Mm-hmm. There's right. calories in that. And it sounds stupid because most people are like, well, obviously, if I have cranberry juice, I know it has calories in it. But for the longest time, for some reason in my mind, I didn't track liquid calories. Thinking right. like, oh, it's it's a different type of whatever. I'm just going to pee it out or whatever my thought process was. Even though I knew it had right. calories in it, I'd be like, oh, it's nothing, whatever. If I have like, you know, a vodka and cranberry, it's nothing because it's just liquid. You know, it has calories. It's not food, right. right. It all has calories. So, again, enjoy yourself. Don't, you know, don't worry about it. And there's ways to cut your drinks down so they're, they have a less, you know, like for me, I drink vodka and lime juice, natural lime juice to cut you know, the extra, you know, sugar that could be in a oh, drink. Right. But it does have calories in it. It all has calories sure. in it. So just remember, and again, it's a stupid comment for those listening in that are like, well, duh. But again, for the longest time, I just thought of it differently. So I never tracked it. I never it's, didn't it's, enter my it's mind. It's also something that can, pardon me, it's something that can be um, overlooked a lot of times by people too because it's not, um, it's something that you're physically chewing on. So right. people forget that you can drink your calories too, but when you're, you know, when you're in a social situation, it's easy to forget that and just mm-hmm. to overlook it. So even though it may not be intentional, you may not, you know, you know deep down that there is calories in it, but you just overlook it because of the situation that you're in. And, and that's exactly. okay to do. Not so don't beat yourself up, people. Absolutely. Well, thank Get you both uh, for being on. Go ahead. Yes, exactly. I, I'm guilty Get of it myself, I'll be honest. I'm guilty of it myself. But I thank you guys for both being on and, and sharing your knowledge again. You guys always have a good show, and hopefully we can do this again in the future. I'd love to. Yeah, thanks for having uh, me. I'd love to appreciate it. And happy holidays and happy new year, and I'm sure I'll see you guys around. You too. Great. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, take care. Bye.